Hello, everyone. My name is Cynthia Bampton, and I'm the co-founder of the Awaken Life Project. And I'm starting a new podcast, and this podcast is basically going to be focused on how to live an awakened life in today's society. So it's called Waking Up to Life with Cynthia. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about things that are very relevant to your life today, whether it be relationships, love, uh, aging, uh, coronavirus, whatever's happening here and now in the world um, and in your life. I'd like to be able to transmit to you another perspective, a new perspective on how you can look at things. And hopefully you'll be able to not only deal with the complexities of life today, but you'll also be able to bring more love, more light, more understanding, more empathy into this world through your own understanding and through your own freedom. So I hope you decide to join me. I look forward to it. morning everyone um, I'm sitting here today I did a lot of research last night into the coronavirus and to quarantines and just have been thinking a lot about the effect that all of this is going to have on people what's the right approach to it how can we pull together um, what if people don't pull together some people do some people don't but I can tell you that over time, you know, as the news comes out day by day, that the virus is getting much more real for me. And I think that's the, the case for others. So, you know, we are dealing with information as it comes in. But with this virus, the information is changing daily. So that means that we have to constantly just continue to be open to what actually is occurring and not just wanting to put our heads in the sand and hope it all goes away. Or have the idea that, okay, it'll probably last a couple weeks and then it'll go away. Um, so the truth is we actually don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know when it's going to go away. There's just lots of unknowns about this. And so what can we do? What do we do in the state of all this, all this unknownness? <laughs> So I think one approach, and I'm just looking in my own experience that I want to share with all of you, is I have to just be continuously real about the information that's coming in. I have to be continuously real about the reactions that I'm having. Maybe there's one of fear. And then I have to be real about how I want to respond to the reactions that I'm having. And that's the, you know, that's the moment that's really, really important because it's going to be very, very easy to read things and to hear things and become afraid. And it's going to be easy to let yourself go into that fear and then you start thinking, thinking, thinking and all of a sudden you're creating stories in your mind that have nothing to do with um, what actually is happening right now. Most of the time we're projecting into the future of what we think we might ha what we think might happen. Now, of course, in this situation, looking at data that's happened, uh, you know, in China, in Italy, Iran, South Korea, um, and using that data to try to project what's the best movement forward, 
that's a good projection, but still it's unknown because it's a, it's still a projection of what we think is happening. So I read a very interesting article last night written by an Italian, and um, I'm going to post the link so that you can access it if you would like. Uh, and and he pointed to a lot of really, um, he, he was using a lot of data from what happened in China and what happened in uh, Italy. And he was also questioning how things were being um, counted. And I'm not going to go into the details of the article because I think it's quite complex and I don't want to oversimplify it. But the way it was written was actually... Uh, complex but easy to start getting an, uh, a different idea or a different understanding of what what we need to do or how we need to look at this. So what I found very powerful about the article is it started to make me think differently. So I think all of us need to understand that how we relate to things is coming from a conditioned response. Some people can be more dramatic than others. Some people can be shut down uh, and any variation in between. So when I read this article, what I found very um, exciting in a certain way is I found literally like my mind and the way I was able to look at the situation, I could just watch and feel everything expanding and opening up to, to new ways of looking at something and new data but also just breaking through any kind of conditioned response that uh, might be the norm of how I look at things. So we all have a certain norm of how we deal with fear, how we deal with unknownness, how we deal with sadness. We all have a way that we, we, we have a strategy usually on how we deal with that. Some people go up into their heads and they want more and more data. They want to have something that they can grab a hold of and they can say, okay, I know this is true. Okay, the problem is right now we're in a situation that there's so much unknown and it's very difficult to tell what is true. So maybe the people, maybe if you're one of those people that just want data so that you can feel more secure, maybe you're going to have to find out that you have to let go into the insecurity of the situation. It's still a good thing. Knowledge is always a good thing. But in this situation, you can only find out what you can find out. You have to put a question mark about everything because there's new information coming in every moment. So maybe you're going to have to have a different relationship to your fear. And instead of trying to uh, distract yourself with knowledge, maybe you need to open up and just look at what's happening and, and be with your own reaction, the reaction that you're having. And if you're feeling insecure and you're feeling fearful, don't deny that that's what's going on. So it's the same if you're a person, your default or your norm of dealing with uh, unknown situations or fear, maybe your default is to get really dramatic. <laughs> so if that's you, you have to look and you go, is that helpful? Is that gonna be helpful for me? Or for anyone else? Is it, is it going to be helpful to, to just go with drama and go with fear and to make it into a big soap opera, which you, you know, usually when someone's very dramatic, it's very self-centered and it's like, this whole thing is about me. 
even though you may be speaking about other things, really it's about your own uh, your own fearful reaction. And again, just wanting it to go away. So we're going to dramatize the fear. We're going to get together with other people and dramatize the fear. And then what we can do is we can just create kind of a frenzy of fear. But that doesn't help you and it doesn't help anyone else. And it's a denial of just being real with the situation. So there's probably lots of other variations other than just dramatizing something or being cut off and going into one's head or a combination of those two. But what I'm trying to say to everyone is that we can learn a lot about our relationship to life right now. We can learn a lot about how we want to hide from what's happening. And so the coronavirus situation is pushing us to learn and to be very sensitive to our own reactions. So instead of just automatically reacting and do what you always do, run to the computer to get more information because you're afraid, you know, calling your friend or your mother or somebody and just, you know, freaking out and crying or, or getting angry and dramatizing that. Um, instead of doing that, just take a moment and just go, wow, look at that. I want to, I want to just stick my head in the sand. I want to just avoid what I'm feeling right now. I want to dramatize what I'm feeling right now because I want to avoid what I'm feeling right now. So in those moments, just look at your own reaction and you will be able to learn so much. And when you stop and you don't automatically go with that initial reaction, you'll, you'll create some space, the same space I've been talking about in all these podcasts. You'll create some space because you will get off the loop of your automatic reaction. And you'll be able to rest in something that is actually, is, is prior to that automatic, automatic reaction. So just like I've said in the other podcasts, if you notice that your impulse is to run and just find more data and there's an anxiety behind that, or your impulse is to, is to just call someone and start dramatizing your, your fear. You see, if you notice that, then you are that which is aware of that movement to do that conditioned behavior. You are aware of that. And when you take a moment and you just look, and instead of running, you look and you say, what reaction am I having right now? It's like, oh my God, I'm actually afraid. Okay, so what am I afraid of? And get very, very clear on what you're afraid of. But as you're looking at it, just look at it objectively. What is the fear about? And of course, there's the fear of death. You know, there's the fear of... um, losing control and and the fear of your your family getting sick or there's the fear uh you know there's just fear it's kind of endless but what i want you to notice when you start to look at your own reactions realize that those reactions and how you relate to insecurity and and un, uh something that's unknown how you relate to that uh now in relationship to the coronavirus is how you relate to your life most of the time. Your reactions are not happening. It's not like it's a new reaction because of the the coronavirus. It's not a new habit of how to avoid intensity just because of the coronavirus. What's coming up and what you're able to see is your conditioned response that you have normally when anything rocks your world a bit. And normally our world is being rocked all the time, whether it just be, whether it's in relationship, whether it's you're not getting what you want, 
whether uh, you're trying to do something at work and you don't know if you can do it and there's an unknownness and you start becoming afraid. So what can happen in this moment now is we can all become more self-aware. So that's important for the bigger picture of when the coronavirus slows down and we get back to what will be normal life then, which I don't know what that will look like. But it's also what you can, uh, how you can handle the situation now. So you see, it's very, very important that when we are more interested in our own reactions and we start to look at it more objectively, we step off this wheel of automatic, um, automatic responses or reactions. And when we're only acting from fear, which is what's happening most of the time for most people. And it's fear that you might not even be aware of. You know, the fear of looking bad in front of other people, the fear of saying something stupid, uh, the fear of not knowing how to do something. You know, it's everyday stuff. It's not, it's not something that's unique that's happening right now. It's everyday stuff. You know, a lot of the time I feel this insecurity when I'm on the computer, I'm, I'm 61 years old and I don't know how to do all this stuff that a lot of younger people know how to do. A lot of technical stuff. And it's very, very easy to just, just be like, oh my God, I have to know how to do this in order to function and do the things that I need to do. Um, but I don't know. And there's this contraction that happens and I look at it and I can just see that there's fear. I don't know how to do this and I need to do it. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, that's the reaction that I'm having. But what's really going on here? It's just that I'm dealing with something that I don't know how to do. So what's the response to that? Can I reach out to other people that do know how to do it and they can either teach me or maybe this is something that I don't have to do that somebody else can help out and do. You know, I live in a community, so it's it's great because I have more people that can help out and we can all pull together and we can all learn how to do different things. Sorry, people keep calling me. There's a lot going on here right now. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's the, that's the, that's what we can learn in this. So we can learn how are we going to respond to the coronavirus, not from a place of sticking our head in the sand or burying ourselves in facts and not dealing with our fear or dramatizing it and getting everybody else kind of wound up about it. Can we actually just stop and become aware that we're aware? Can we, uh, can we see that our automatic response to fear, what do we normally do? Can we, can we take a moment to step back and go, wow, look at that. I'm aware of what's arising here. I'm aware of what I want to do. I feel the tension of it. I just want to call uh, a friend and complain. I just want to go on the computer for another two or three or four hours so I can feel relaxed because as long as I'm looking for data, I feel, I feel distracted. So what I'm saying to you is this is an opportunity to not be distracted from your own reactivity. And if you're not distracted from your own reactivity, even in the midst of crisis, you see, you can learn to shift your attention to a deeper part of yourself, a deeper dimension of that which is aware of all of this anxiety, all of these reactions occurring. And then you have a little space. Then you can make different decisions and different choices on how you're going to respond to it. So it's twofold. You're actually going to be able to respond to something from with more clarity, with more calmness, 
with more objectivity and then whatever you're doing is going to have a better result. You're going to bring more clarity, more calmness into the situation uh, right now, which is very important because there's a lot of people that are getting very wound up about this and very fearful. And I'm not saying people shouldn't be afraid because there are things that we are, you know, we're concerned about, but fear is not helpful. So you can bring something new into the situation. You can learn something new about the way you react to situations. You can start to change the relationships you have because most of the time relationships, we all want to be together. But what happens is we're constantly reacting from our conditioned behaviors, our conditioned responses. We're reacting to people more than we're actually being with people and responding. And then relationships go terribly wrong, even with our best intentions. So if we start getting interested in what is my reactivity all about? Oh my God, it's fear. And what's the fear about? Okay, it's about losing control. Okay, then you might even get to the point where you see there's actually nothing that I'm really controlling anyway. And then you go, right. And maybe that can make you feel very insecure. But you see, every time you go through this kind of inquiry, then you'll be able to have more objectivity and you'll be able to make better choices and you'll bring more, more calmness, like I'm saying, and more clarity into, uh, into everything. So there's that aspect of it, but also there's the aspect of not only being able to uh, respond differently, but, and this is actually even more important than that, is that you might be able to get in touch with a dimension of yourself, a true dimension, a true, the deepest part of yourself, which is that was, which is witnessing all of this that's going on. And I, I've gone through this in other podcasts, so you can go back and listen to the other podcasts to just, um, to just realize that you are that which is aware of, of the content that's arising in your experience. And if you can, if you can get in touch with the fact that I am that which is aware, and I'm not this always changing content, the fear, the, the joy, the happiness, the, the anger, the frustration, you know, that's all content that's arising in my awareness, whether it be physical, emotional. And if you get in, if you can get in touch with that, which is aware, then you're actually getting in touch with that, which is prior to, or before the arising of any content and before the arising of your conditioned reactions. And that's when you start to wake up, you start to wake up that, oh my God, I am not just the thoughts, the emotions. I am not just the, the movement of mind. I am not just the physical sensations of the body. I am that which is aware of all that, which is prior to that. I don't necessarily know what that is, but I know when I put my attention on that which is aware and not only on the content, strangely, I find a sense of peace. I, sa I find some, just a calmness. I find something that I don't know what it is, but it feels like home. And a lot of you that are listening to this probably have had that experience before. Um, but we move away from it so quickly because we just get distracted with thought, with feeling, with fear. 
So this is, we can all practice this right now. We can all practice, you know, in this, in the midst of this coronavirus that's bringing out extreme reactions. Um, we can, we can take a moment to stop and to just go, okay, just a minute. It's just a second. You just take a stop and go, okay, before I pick up the phone, before I go to the computer, before I, uh, yell at somebody in my household, um, before I just start freaking out, I'm just going to take a moment, take a deep breath and go, okay, I am aware of all of this that's happening. I am aware of all this is happening. I am aware of this. You may not know what that means, but just again, keep taking a breath, keep following the thread and keep doing the practice to shift your attention off the fixation of I am the content of my experience and shifting it to I am that which is aware. And everybody can do that. And I tell you, it's very much needed right now because, you know, with Facebook and with all sorts of social media that we have, we can spread all sorts of stuff. I mean, I've heard some horrendous stuff that people are, are sharing and it's not helping anybody. It's just reactions and making people more fearful. It's like, it's like passing on your own insecurity and your own fear. Why do we want to do that? Why don't we pass along our own, you know, why don't we find more clarity in ourselves and more objectivity? We may not have all the answers, but we can pass along clarity and objectivity. We can be in the, um, the uncertain times together from a perspective of clarity and objectivity, we can still experience fear. It's not to say you have to cut off and not be a human being. Human beings have the capacity to feel. So we don't want to cut off that. But we, we also have the choice to, uh, to be clear, to be strong, to be soft, to be real, and to be alive in the midst of all of this and learn how to do that now. And I tell you, when all of this kind of settles down, whenever that might be, your relationships, everything can change. How you relate to life, who you think you are, it can all change. And then in a strange way, the coronavirus can be a catalyst for an awakening to something beyond all of this all of what do you think yourself, you know, you know yourself to be, you can find out that maybe I'm much more than who I think I am, and maybe everybody else is too. So that's what I'm going to leave you with right now. And um, I'll be checking in on these podcasts regularly, because I think there's so much going on. Um, you know, I think about my 96-year-old mother in California right now, in the States, it just seems like everything's quite crazy there. So I really want to make sure that she has, or my sister and my brother have an understanding more of what's going on being in Europe and being more connected and maybe more on the front lines right now than people in the States are. I need to pass that information along, but how I pass it along means everything. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So sending you all a big hug and much love. Okay, so that's it for today. I hope what I've said has helped you. And then uh, let's see where we go on the next podcast. So remember, wake up, live an awakened life, and share this podcast with your friends. All right, bye.